0: Hello America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where we've got a really fun show for you today. First up, Kimberly Herman, one of our great lawyers here at Just the News. She works for the extraordinary public interest law firm, the Southeastern Legal Foundation. If you've seen some of the big FOIA and open records, lawsuits that we've won here at just the news whether it's against kimberly gardner the st louis prosecutor who wrongfully pursued the missouri governor eric greitens or the stuff we've won on the ukraine hunter biden scandal or the stuff we've won on the fbi and russia collusion kimberly and the extraordinary folks at southeastern legal foundation have been right on the front lines helping us win well they've been doing something somewhere else that we just wrote about they're suing the Missouri School Boards Association, to find out whether they're involved in trying to orchestrate an effort to get parents from being able to testify at school board meetings, from being able to get access to the policies. Big lawsuit was filed yesterday. We broke it on Just the News. Kim's here today to tell us what's going on with that. I think it's going to be a really big lawsuit, an epic lawsuit, one we got to all be watching. And then after that, we're going to turn for a second To the economy. Why not? Because, hey, high interest rates, high inflation, high gas prices, a tight labor pool, massive growth in home values, uh, rising interest rates. What are you to do with this? Well, we've got one of our great partners, one of the newest members of our Just the News John Solomon Reports family, American Financing, Jonathan Payne. He's the VP of Operations. He's going to help walk us through what options, what tools, what abilities you have to ride out this storm. Hey, if your value of your house is going up, maybe it's a good time to do an equity loan. Maybe it's a good time to reduce from 30 to 15 years your mortgage, get a better interest rate, consolidate your credit cards. A lot of people aren't going to be ready for the shock of after seven consecutive interest rates by the Fed, what you're gonna be paying on a credit card. You're not gonna wanna be paying that interest. So you're gonna wanna see what's going on there as well. A great, honest, straightforward conversation. And we'll tell you a little bit about how you can take advantage of what American financing is offering special to folks at Just The News and John Solomon Reports. We've got a great show. That lawsuit has really caught my attention. Two quick things I wanna just tip your attention to -to back-to-back. First up, an amazing story we got to do this morning about Stacey Abrams and her efforts to block states from being able to check the citizenship status of someone who wants to vote. We all know that voting comes from our citizenship rights, but she wants to take that right away, that checking, that security, that integrity check away on the grounds that it violates the Constitution. She had a really bad day last week. Her group, Fair Fight, put on a witness who had a lot of extreme views or a lot of Unexpected things like saying Republicans want to put all their enemies in internment camps. They kind of got blown up on the witness stand. Check out that story. That's a really good one. And then breaking on the site right now... Yes, the Hillary Clinton campaign is going to war with John Durham. They're going to try to invoke attorney-client privilege. They're uh, raising questions about the conduct of Michael Sussman, their former attorney. Big story breaking on that. My good colleague Aaron Kliegman's on the forefront of that. Check that out. That's a big story as well. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Kim Herman with the Southeastern Legal Foundation and a big lawsuit for transparency in our school system right after this. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always glad to have this next guest on. She has been fighting for the truth, including alongside of Just the News on many big cases. Uh, without her work, we would not have been able to score the win we had the other day with against Kimberly Gardner in the Eric Greitens case. And before that, all the great documents we got on Ukraine impeachment, the FBI Russia hoax all a result of some great lawyers work by Kimberly Herman, uh, the chief counsel for the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Kim, great to have you back on the show.
1: Yeah, great to be with you, John.
0: You have some pretty big news, a big lawsuit filed yesterday in Missouri, aiming to get once again, truth and transparency to the American public uh, from the Missouri School Boards Association. Tell us what's going on there and what it is you're trying to secure.
1: Yeah, it was a big day yesterday across our country, I think, for, uh, for transparency and for cases against schools. But, um, you know, back in fall of 2021, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, he ordered the FBI to take action uh, against parents uh, who wanted to speak up at school board meetings, who were advocating for their children, um, all the way to really even labeling them as domestic terrorists, right? We have the letters, we have the memos on this. What we've seen since then is we've seen school boards across our country limiting public comment. So they are doing things like cutting off parents' mics. They are limiting the number of times that parents can come before the school board. They are closing the doors. And they are even banning parents from speaking at these meetings completely. Parents across the country are getting these letters saying, you are no longer welcome to speak. So we're going to find out where this is coming from. Um, In addition from, from the attorney general, and so we've sent records requests to board associations throughout the country. And uh, when we sent ours to the Missouri School Board Association, they came back and said, we don't have to give you documents. We're not a government entity. Well, hate to break it to them, but they get public funding. They do all the teacher training. They act like a government entity. And under the Sunshine Law, we're going to show that they are subject to these records laws.
0: Yeah, it's such an important argument because the M- Missouri School Board gets the majority of its revenue right from public funding, right? And it functions like, a, you know, a quasi-governmental entity, isn't that right?
1: Exactly. They get the majority of their funding um, from that. You know, we had a successful case um, that our, our litigation director here, Braden Busek, litigated against the Tennessee School Board Association for this very same thing years ago and opened them up to public records laws. And so we know the case law is strong um, and, you know, we're not the only ones after this information and trying to get records from the Missouri School Board Association, just a few weeks ago, the Missouri Attorney General um, Eric Schmidt also filed a similar lawsuit. And so, you know, between these multiple cases, we need to be doing this in every state because we've got to expose what's going on at these associations. Because that's really where we believe these policy changes are coming from.
0: Yes, and it was the national version of the of this group, right? The national version of the Missouri School Board Association that really was the one involved in driving the education department who then drove the attorney general garland to, to do the whole parents are a domestic terrorist investigation. Is it my understanding, is it correct that the Missouri Attorney General has long held that MS the Missouri School Board is subject to Sunshine Law requests, right? that like going back to 1988?
1: Yeah, he has. There's there's uh, legal opinions from the Attorney General's Office in Missouri saying that. Um, the case law has established that. And I can tell you that in other states that have similar laws... You know, when we've been submitting these open records requests, we've been getting the records. They're giving them to us. They're not fighting. So the question then kind of begs, is there something to be hidden? Maybe it's these documents. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. Um, Time will only tell on that front. You know, and and a lot of these state school boards distance themselves from the National School Board Association, which is great to see. Um, But again, the truth about those relationships still has to come out. And who knew what? When they sent this letter asking them to call parents domestic terrorists. So um, we're just doing what we can to expose this and get to the root of the problem. So parents can simply speak at their school board meetings.
0: Yeah. What's going on here in its biggest sense, I've had other people say this, is these these school board associations are trying to take the public out of public education. Parents can't talk. Parents can't have access to teaching lessons. They can't have access to the school board communications. They're literally taking the public out of public education, even though we, the public, pay for that public education through our tax dollars. How can these organizations become Uh, How have they become so insular that they don't think parents have a right to see what's going on in their own children's education?
1: Um, Over time, right? I mean, they were allowed to do this over time. Parents weren't aware of this. Um, And it's a huge money-making machine, whether you're talking about the accreditors for private schools or the school board associations, the superintendent associations. Um, It's all about power and money, which unfortunately is what it comes back to. But You know, one thing that I hear a lot is, oh, they sent these letters, they're trying to intimidate parents, maybe, but is it actually happening? I can tell you, yes, it is happening. We have parents who call us, who say, I spoke at a school board meeting, and the FBI subsequently called me. They asked about my mental health, they asked about my family's mental health, they are investigating me under the same guise as a domestic terrorist. Um, None of them have been charges have not been brought against any of them, but these investigations are happening across our country and parents are rightfully scared. And we need to expose where this is coming from, why it's happening and stop it. So that again, like you said, the public can be part of the public education system.
0: Yeah, that's stunning. It's amazing that that this culture is there. I'm curious as to what you think is going on in the culture of education, right? Because, you know, most teachers I know going because they just want to help teach kids how, how to learn, right? How to, how, you know, not what to learn, but how to learn and how to become educated. When did this system, you know, all the work you've done now, because you have visibility from your lawsuits representing teachers in Missouri. You've got uh, visibility to some of the parent lawsuits. When is the tipping point? Was it a decade ago, 15 years ago? When did this system turn to, they're not your children anymore. There are the bureaucracy's children when did that mindset start to shift?
1: I mean, they've been working it through the academy, honestly, since the late 1960s. And then at some point, those people who were in college and being taught this and being bred it, you've got the second generation now of teachers. I mean, you go online and look at libs of TikTok, right? Um, and you can see how just crazy and outlandish. But what they really have recognized is that if you separate the parents from the children, drive a wedge in between them, then you can get the child's brain. You can indoctrinate them. You can teach them um, only what you want to to teach them. Um, And so it's been a slow process. But from the teachers and parents we talked to, it was really that 2015-2016 time period where it stepped up a notch and where it went from being behind the scenes to front and center in your face every day, all the time. And the only thing I can trace it back to is, is Trump being elected. I've got no data to show that, other than just my anecdotal stories and what I, what I hear. But it all seems to go back to that that time period.
0: It's so fascinating. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. fascinating to realize that while we were all distracted by other things, there was sort of this coup going on. And we, you know, we use the word coup, but it clearly seems to have fit now what we've learned from the FBI uh, in, the, um, in the Russia collusion case. This was an effort to take a fake story, stick it on a political leader and hamper him or overthrow him with what now has turned out to be false allegations, but in every part of our institutions, and also I think institutions that most people believe stayed above uh, politics, right? The FBI, the CIA, for God's sake, the school board, shouldn't that, shouldn't that be apolitical? Uh, it seems like partisanship got uh, injected down into places where it never had been before. Is it ir- irreparable when you look at, can't believe the work you're doing uh, is transparency the first step, or is this an irreparable thing and all we can do is expose it after the fact?
1: I don't think that it's irreparable. I think that it's, it's absolutely imperative right now that parents don't get discouraged, um, that, that they stay in the fight. They know that we're not going to win this overnight. But as we teach our kids at home and as our kids also see us fighting for their rights, right? it's something that I even talked to my oldest about. What, what does mommy do? Right. Why am I maybe traveling and making a speech or why am I doing what I do at work and that I'm fighting for his freedom and for his America um, and explaining it to them on a level that they can understand it? We have a constitution. We have our, you know, um, our, our, our republic here and that we need to save it. And it's upon us as parents to educate our children also. And So I don't think it's irreparable. If I did, I, I wouldn't be spending my time and energy doing this. Um, it's going to be a long fight. It's going to be a hard fight. Um, But it's one that we can win, and we're just trying to do our part in the courtroom and try to win in the courtroom and and help these parents and, and ourselves out, too, for our children.
0: Yes, that's an important. A dynamic. And I think most Americans are waking up to, in a funny way, the pandemic may have awakened this whole issue because people were stuck at home with their kids. are like, well, what are they teaching? What are they doing? What's going on here? It seems like it, it created this extraordinary moment of awakening. What are the next steps now in this lawsuit? What, what has to happen? Uh, you've got the uh, Missouri Attorney General on your side, clearly, and you have precedent on your side. What will the courts be looking to do?
1: I mean, the courts are going to look at all that precedent we just filed yesterday. So we've got, you know, month-long battle ahead of us. Um, Our hope is that with multiple lawsuits and with precedent against them, the NSBA revisits their decision and will just provide us the documents. It could be that Maybe they're not providing any information uh, to these school boards on changing policies. We just don't know. We're trying to find out why these school boards are all changing their policies on public comment. And so to do that, we have to send open records requests and get the documents. Maybe it's coming from another source. But unless they respond to us and give us the records, we have no way of knowing. And so that's really all we're trying to get to is the truth and expose that so that parents know what's happening and where these policies are changing and where it's coming from.
0: The most basics of the who, what, and when, which I think most Americans feel entitled to when it comes to their children's education. (laughs) And the law has always been there for this reason. That's the funny part about it. It's remarkable to see a mindset that teachers, school board bureaucrats almost increasingly are saying, you're not entitled to see what we're doing to your children. And, you know, we've seen parents who were charged, you know, exorbitant amounts of money for FOIAs, right, open records, like tens of thousands of dollars to see something. We've had teachers argue that the the parents or the the lessons aren't all subject to public records. Um, there's what you're doing, I think, is probably creating a very important case law that will kind of rebalance this um equation between parents and the bureaucrats in a way that hopefully tips towards transparency. Um, Where else is this going on in the country right now? You have great visibility into these cases. Uh, It isn't just Missouri. You've been working a lot of different places and others have too, right, to, to open up this spigot of information.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we've got open records requests going um, in many states across the country, and it's really just getting these school board associations, the superintendent associations, or schools to recognize that there's federal and state law, like you said, that gives parents the rights to see instructional materials, to see the surveys, to see um, the communications uh, uh, within the government. Um, and so, you know, as we do these, the hope is that we don't have to sue on them. The hope is that we'll get the records. Right and can bring them out and kind of piece together what's happening. And they may not even know, right? These school boards may not know that that what they're doing, you know, shouldn't be being done. Um, Not everyone's a bad actor in this. Sometimes it just kind of happens. And so um, we have to educate them and we have to educate parents and to that end, You know, we're really excited in a couple of weeks. We have some new educational materials that we're going to be publishing for parents across the country and doing some really in-depth legal training with groups like Moms for Liberty, No Left Turn in Education. And we are just really excited about that so that we can help, like you said, help these parents be a part of their kids' education and part of the fight.
0: Yeah, we got to restore it to a partnership. Right now, it's a little bit more of a dictatorship than a partnership. (laughs) These schools feel like they're... The shot callers, and I think parents are saying, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, we're taking this back. And I think that's a good dynamic for for everyone, no matter what your political views are. uh, Having parents in the driver's seats of their own children's education is clearly a good thing. And it's what our founding fathers and uh, what really the system has been like for most of our history until just very recently. I want to ask you about one other case. You guys represented uh, some teachers who were subjected to some pretty significant humiliating training. How is that case going? I think that was Springfield, Missouri. Uh, what should we be looking for in that case as as that winds out?
1: Yeah, in that case we filed um, a First Amendment uh, lawsuit um, on behalf of two teachers, two educators who were required to take an anti-racist training. Um, they were required to acknowledge their privilege, identify themselves as oppressors, all the the parade of horribles. The case is in the middle of discovery. So we expect to have um, a ruling in that case sometime in 2023. Wow. So, as you know, unfortunately, law, lawsuits take time. That's why they're not the, the answer for everyone in every situation. Yep. You be um, but we have to bring the right ones, yep, and be patient. And, um, you know, that, that case is still going on, and we'll, we'll continue to update you and, and all your listeners on it.
0: Well, such important work that you're doing every day at the Southeastern Legal Foundation. And, you know, Kim, we've seen – the greatness of your work and all the documents you squeeze for it. A lot of the stuff that people are talking about in Hunter Biden or in the Russia collusion case came from work that you did with us. We're so grateful for that. How can folks keep in touch of what the Southeastern Lego Foundation is doing and what you're doing personally on their behalf? How, how do they follow your work every day?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they can check out our website. It's slfliberty.org um, or find us on Twitter. Our handle is slfliberty. Um, we'd love for them to follow us and keep track of our cases.
0: Yeah, it's an important, it's a must uh, a must visit site, folks. If you care about transparency, about accountability, about what's going on in your children's uh, school districts, the Southeastern Legal Foundation is really on the leading edge of all of the work that's being done to rectify and create transparency for these very important issues. And so we're really lucky. Kim, I'm sure we're going to need to get you on soon again because you're always doing something pretty important in the public interest. And uh, we're, we're so grateful for the time you spent with us today. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy and interest rates and what your options are in the middle of a very uncertain economy. We'll be right back after this commercial break. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS one more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with
1: bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. You've heard me talking a lot in the last few weeks about one of the newest partners in the Just the News, John Solomon Reports family, American Financing, a great company there to help you get the most out of your home equity, to get the most out of your refinancing. And uh, this is a remarkable time to be thinking about that. And I've got the perfect guest to tell us why. Joining us right now is Jonathan Payne, the Vice President of Operations for American Financing. Jonathan, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, John. Glad to be here. I love the American financing story, the the no commission salespeople, all the things that are happening. Tell us a little bit about this company and what makes it tick.
2: Yeah, I mean, American financing is, is really an amazing company. We have amazing founders, Damien and Gabby Maldonado. Uh, really, they set out to make a company that does what's best for the customer first. We build great partnerships um, that help us get in touch with customers or Uh, People that are looking to improve their financial situation, and we always are trying to do what's in their best interest. You mentioned the no commission salespeople. Um, We have no upfront costs. Really, we're trying to just get in front of you, put a a, uh, plan together that meets your financial needs, uh, and that can help you get to a better financial situation. And that's really what their their whole company is about.
0: Yeah, I love the ethos. I love the brand. It's 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 been so amazing for me to just get to know everybody and realize. Uh, the enormous opportunity. I know people think, all right, American financing, I'm thinking about uh, refinancing my home, interest rates just went up, Uh, what's the purpose? But there's an amazing dynamic in the market. Yes, interest rates are up a little bit, but uh, home values are up enormously, 34% since February of 2020. Uh, Why should people be looking to tap uh, their home loans now, particularly home equity, and, and make a good deal now to get their debt down?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right, 100%. Uh, equity is, uh, Values are going up, which creates more equity in your home. Um, being able to tap into your, your home equity really allows you to still borrow at really low interest rates to put yourself in a better situation, pay off maybe high interest debt, uh, do some home re- renovations, which actually can increase your, your home value even more, give you That's more a great equity, point. Uh, can, can be a great uh, return on investment. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can still do with that equity. Uh, you know, things are getting more expensive. Inflation's going up. So is your home so is your home value, but if you can take some of that and lower your overall payments by paying off some debt, um, you give yourself some cash reserves, so if things get even worse or hard, uh, you'll have some cash there that you can tap into really I mean it's still a great time to refinance uh, and tap into that equity
0: yeah, and I don't think a lot of people understand when when the, when we say home values are up at thirty four percent what that uh, what that means it means if you had a two hundred fifty thousand dollar um, home valued uh, back in February 2020, and maybe you had a payoff of 200,000. You maybe had equity of 50,000 back then. Now your home is probably worth closer to 325, 330, 340, with that 34% growth. Now your home equity is like 150,000, 140, Um, The sudden growth of equity uh, really allows people to maybe think about things. They don't do so. What are some when someone finally realizes? Wait, my house is worth a lot more. I can get a nice tax deduction, put a home equity on. What are some of the things that people most commonly will top equity that maybe they're not thinking of doing right now?
2: Yeah, and it's a and it's a great point. And also want to say that you know, like you said, home values are going up. It's an appreciating asset. A lot of people might think that taking out a loan or taking out debt is is bad. But when you're borrowing against an appreciating asset, it's typically not seen as you know negative debt. So right. I want to point that out too. Um, you know, it's you know borrowing against your car, which is depreciating, that's different. But borrowing against your home, which is pre- appreciating, could be a great investment. Typically, what they're going to do um, is pay off high interest debt, credit cards, as interest rates go up. So do credit card interest rates, um, car loans. Even if you have a car loan, it's you know it's a depreciating asset. You could pay that off. Um, any kind of debt that's really impacting your ability to you know get by month to month right you know a lot of kids are be going to college here soon you know they can pay for college you know the average tuition is like thirty five thousand dollars a year i read recently annually for college that's expensive
0: that sure your, is. your
2: home equity could be used to help pay for that uh we mentioned earlier remodels which can improve the value of your home even further you know remodel your kitchen um basement, there's lots of things you can do there or you could even you know access the cash to make a savings account or investment account um, you know, if there's there's other there's lots of things that you can do with that equity. It is your it is your money. You've you've earned it. You've you've got the house. You've paid it down either by paying down to, to the mortgage or the like you said, the values are going up. So it's a good time to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I had a neighbor uh, that uh, had an unfinished basement all this time and about a year or two ago, he said, you know, what? I'm going to take some draw some equity down, refinish his basement, unexpectedly got transferred. And uh, went to get a realtor to sell his house, and you know he had a number in mind of his house. Like you know that, re- that renovation to the basement, you're you're fifty, hundred thousand dollars off. You're kidding me! Like no, it's you, you can get another fifty, hundred thousand dollars for your home. He was floored. So when you do something like that, where you tap your your home equity, and then you make a big improvement in your house, you're going to be surprised how much you just bumped out the value again, particularly in a market where uh, home. Prices are being driven by a tight supply. And so uh, he, I remember when he, he I'm, I'm sad he left, but I was, he was smiling the, when he left because he had made such an unexpected increase in the value of his home. And I think that's the sort of moment a lot of us live in. Now, What are the different ways that people can tap home equity? I know there's a HELOC, there's a lot of different things. Can you walk us through some of the most common options that are available for folks?
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And I love hearing those success stories, like you, like you just said. You know that's yeah. great. And anytime we, we hear back from our customers where we're saving them a thousand dollars a month, and their lives are just totally different, totally changed, really just is what we is what what we're here for. Um, so there's really three main ways that you can borrow into your home equity. You have a home equity loan, right. which is a second mortgage. Uh, it's like your traditional first mortgage, but they're secured behind your second. Uh, typically have higher interest rates than a first mortgage, but are still a very good option to um, you know access the equity. There's a home equity line of credit, which is like a credit card, but it's still secured against your home. And it does have a much better interest rate than a credit card would have, um, and it allows you to borrow on it. Pay it back, borrow on it, pay, pay it back, uh, so you can make, you know, if you get a bonus or win the lottery, you can pay it down really easily. Um, and the third option really is, is a cash-out refinance. Um, it's where you're replacing your existing first mortgage. You're taking out a new first mortgage that has a larger balance um, with that we pay off the first and then we use the extra money to either pay off those debts that we talked about earlier or set aside that savings account uh, or, you know, get it ready for you to do those remodels like your basement, like you mentioned. So uh, those are really the, the best. Those are really the three options. It's really best to talk to somebody, a consultant uh, like somebody at American Financing, you know, will be able to help you out. Ta- listen to your situation, you know, where you're at, in your situation, where you guys are at financially, what your goals are and get you into the best option. Um, you know, to meet those goals. Yeah, I think a lot
0: of people don't realize all the different options. And, you know, one of the things that, all right, interest rates are going up. You're thinking, oh well, maybe my 30-year conventional isn't so great. But you're 10, 15 years away from retirement going down to a 10- or 15-year loan. You can squeeze your interest rate down, pay a whole lot less interest, and get your house paid off way before, uh, earlier than that. Are people thinking that way now? Are people looking at 15-, 20-year loans instead of 30 years?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, really, it depends on their situation. But there are a lot of people that do look at the shorten your term. You're, like you said, they're coming up on retirement, baby boomers, they're coming up there, they don't want to have a mortgage for 30 years, they would rather get get out of that. Uh, 10-year loans, 15-year loans, like you said, they're paying off principal at a much bigger, faster clip. The interest rates are lower. Uh, so if it's right for your financial situation, definitely a good option to consider. Even when you're pulling out cash, uh, pay that off in you know 10 years and that be debt-free by the time you go into retirement. Yeah. Uh, we do free, no, no obligation mortgage, review, mortgage reviews at American Financing so we can talk about these things and make sure we're putting a, a financial situation in the right spot for you.
0: And that's the great thing about the offer, particularly here with um, Justin News and John Solomon Reports. There's no obligation here. All you do is you call up and you get someone to evaluate. Telling, this is what I'm thinking. Here's my situation. What's a good position for me to get better tax advantage, better rates, uh, more cash out of the home if I need it? How do people start that process?
2: Yep. Really, it's really simple. Just call in, um, you know, 303-695-7000, uh, talk to us, ask for a consultant, um, you know, we'll we'll it's very easy, very simple. Uh, ten-minute minutes, 10 minute call, ten-minute quick conversation, ask a few questions, get a little bit of information, and then we'll go to work for you, put together a, um, you know, a, a proposal that meets those benefits that you're looking for, those needs that you need. We'll give you a call back, no cost, no obligation. If it makes sense for you, we move forward. If it doesn't, we part as friends and say, you know, hopefully we'll be you know, in your mind next time you know, something like this comes up. All we're looking to do is what's best for you.
0: Yeah, that's the best part about it. Now that I've gotten to know the company and its employees and its leadership, uh, this is a company with an enormously great ethos. It really impressed me. Um, and, folks, this really simple uh, way here, uh, it takes less than 10 minutes to get going. You call 866-890-7706. That's a special number for Justin News and John Solomon Reports fans, 866 866- 890-7706 get started why not check it out there may be something you haven't thought about there's some equity maybe you help uh, get ready to pay the kids tuition you do an uh, upgrade in your home or renovation take some money to go on a trip it this is an incredible time to look at all those options and you know when i first thought about it i, I think very uh literary, linear like oh it's 15 or 30 and like there's so many different options out there that can uh, uh fit the exact moment in your financial situation. I think that's what makes the partnership here so exciting. Uh, Jonathan, real quickly, before we go, uh, what does the market look like for the next six months? What are things that if, if someone's saying, well, maybe I'll do it now, or maybe I'll wait six months, what's the advantage of dropping in now?
2: Well, I mean, the advantage to jumping in now is you know exactly what you're getting. You know, we don't know what the market's going to look like in six months. The Fed's talking about raising rates a total of seven times this year. We could see even higher interest rates. Um, it could impact property values. You, know, you never know. If people can't afford to borrow, uh, property values could decrease. But right now, property values are really high. So it's time, time to take advantage of that while rates are still competitive. Uh, you know, the unknown is always what, you know, what gets the market going in different directions. Uh, right yeah. now, it's known. You know, so I would say take advantage
0: of it now. Absolutely. Having the bird in hand is always uh, the best idea, particularly in an uncertain economic time like we are. This is a great uh, advantage, folks, a great partnership for you to go and learn. Free HR, just find out what's out there, open up your mind to some ideas, and maybe it'll be a solution that's custom made and just right for you. Uh, Jonathan, it's always a pleasure to work with you guys. I'm really excited about this, and I can't wait to get you guys back on soon. Keep reminding people of all of the incredible opportunities that American Financing is um, making available to us here today in the market. It's great.
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time. It was a pleasure speaking with you and definitely look forward to uh, speaking with you again in the future, and we really appreciate the partnership as well. Hopefully, uh, we can help out some of your customers.
0: I'm pretty sure you can. In fact, my wife and I are going to jump in and uh, get a, just for the heck of it. day, we've got some ideas in our mind. We're going to take the leap ourselves and see what we can learn and, uh, and get started on a great evaluation, which is a lot of fun. So, John, thanks again and give my best to all of the great folks here at American Financing. All right. I will. Have a good day. All right. You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you could uh, join us today. Big thanks to Jonathan Payne and all of our good friends at American Financing for walking us through the options on home equity, on refinancing in this very volatile time in American economy. And then Kim Herman, of course, getting us up to speed on that momentous lawsuit involving the Missouri School Board Association. Will parents get transparency in Missouri about what's going on? Why are parents being blocked from having a voice at school board meetings. That's one of the cases we're going to be watching a lot of. Hey, before you go, just a quick mention from American Financing, since they were on today, people want to know how do you take advantage of this? Because a refinance and equity thing, you might actually save a few hundred or up to a $1,000 a month. Why not take a look at it? If you want to get a free estimate from our good friends at American Financing, all you got to do is call 866-866. 890-7706. That's 866-890-7706. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Check it out. A great opportunity to get a free evaluation of your options in this incredible economic moment. You don't want to miss it. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. Thanks again for listening. Check out justinnews.com 24-7 when you need that news fix. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike.